Speaking of people freaking out. Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like that's that's about my only request there is is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers. But I I will be frustrated if nothing happens. This. This story has grown to near-biblical proportions. This Emily Coors, the four-person of the special grand jury in Georgia looking into whether or not former President Trump tried to manipulate an election, doing this whole media blitz and talking out of school and out of turn and Sounding like a crazy person. I mean, never mind that she looks like a 12-year-old girl. She sounds like a 12-year-old girl. And you're saying to me, Tony, how sexist. Oh, is that right? Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president. But honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just... I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. I swear to you, it's the only way I know that the country's okay. This child is heading up a grand jury. No, she doesn't have any special power. She's just a four person. But she is on a grand jury. That's how I know it's a free country. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY. Happy to take your calls, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. Democrats are just unhappy with This four person, why are you talking? Why are you sharing? Why are you engaged at all? At all and in any way. Why are you talking about this? You're making it impossible for us. It was, it was, um, uh, what's his name? Anderson Cooper, that's his name. The only guy who hasn't been fired from CNN yet and still has his job. Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, also would have been an acceptable guess. And and a lawyer, Ellie Honig, and they're like, what? You're just playing into, into Trump's hands. He's going to use this immediately, immediately, to state that, that uh, this, this whole jury can't be trusted. You can't listen to these people. And, and they're right. And then, of course, I think one of the best parts about this is the conspiracy theory of, of it all. Have you not heard the conspiracy theory of it all? Oh, this is precious. Okay. Let me try and do it. Let me try and do it. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't rush me. I got I to, gotta, like, get into it. The conspiracy theory of it all 
is that the Democrats actually wanted this four person to be speaking to CNN and going off the rails and talking about the case. So Trump doesn't get indicted and therefore he does run for president again because the left wants for him to run because they believe they can beat him again and they desperately need him as the boogeyman. Like, that's how good it is. That's how world-class that is. I had to play the theme twice. It's so good. It's so good. Someone texted me that earlier, and I'm like, what do you want me to say? Everything is possible in the land of insanity. I have zero conspiratorial bones in my body. Absolutely, positively, none. Zero. Less than zero. And I'm here to tell you, beats me. Sure, why not? What am I supposed to do? Pretend every cockamamie story is cockamamie, by the way. I think I'm allowed to say that on air. I think that it's easier to make the claim that some people are just ridiculous and that she... just liked being in front of the camera. That's what it seemed like to me. You know, yesterday, I was on Newsmax, and we were talking about Ukraine and and the, the trip to Ukraine that, that Joe Biden took. And I'm going to get into this. Uh, Congressman Jim Banks uh, is on uh, the, the show today, along with Noah Rothman, now of National Review. And, you know, the, the visit, was it the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do, a, a whole series of, of, of things. But it, 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 there was this whole conversation about um, why didn't Biden get to East Palestine Earlier, yeah, it, it was it was Ukraine. He has no problem visiting, right? Ukraine, no problem visiting. But why not East Palestine? Why didn't he get to East Palestine? And and, and people are talking about the political this. And one guy is, is a political strategist. He's talking political this. And then one of the people I'm now paired up with, lovely. I don't know her, Jesse Jane Duff. Like I don't know her personally, but like it's very clear that. We have the same ideas about, you know, small government, how a country should be run. We've got very different ways of getting there. And, and I, I always dig that. And so this is the question that I got asked about the administration uh, when, it, when it came to uh, the idea of why Ukraine and not East Palestine, Ohio, the site of the train derailment, even though Trump went to visit there yesterday. You know, explain kind of the political angle uh, or uh, results potentially that could help former President Trump here. But in terms of what it means to Americans, what it means to the local people there who have been dealing with this for the past 19 days, I think the most important thing that I heard President Trump say to that end is you are not forgotten. Your thoughts? Well, well, first, uh, let me disagree with Brian just for for a moment, because I don't think the conversation is that the Biden team or the Democrats feel that they've lost Ohio, so therefore it doesn't matter. Whatever happened to the concept of just being inept? Whatever happened to the concept of just being incapable? Whatever happened to the concept, as Jesse Jane is pointing out, of priorities? When you show that the priority isn't people in East Palestine, man, that says a lot. 
But if you want to show that the priority is support of Ukraine, well, that would be one thing. The question will be, to what end? They haven't even discussed is the objective to get Vladimir Putin out of office? Is it to destabilize Russia? Is it to then help Russia rebuild? Is Russia left to be a vacuum and then become a vassal state for China? There are a multiplicity of questions that this administration doesn't answer. We should not leave out the very idea that the administration is incompetent. There are no adults in the room, starting with Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, who was not a solid mayor, no matter what he tries to tell you. The record is clear, and the people of South Bend, Indiana, not too far from me right now, are clear on this. Whatever yeah. happened to the concept of incompetence? I think that's the story. The argument is clear. The idea that they didn't go to East Palestine at the quick wasn't about politics, or it could have been. That's the conspiracy theory that I cannot answer. Why is this woman speaking regarding this uh, grand jury probe? It's politics or not? I don't know. Whatever happened to the concept of incompetence? Isn't it possible that we're just dealing with a whole big bunch of schmucks? But his whole place sucks. I'm sorry, I said schmucks. But his whole place sucks. No, 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 sir, sir, I, I, I said, I said schmucks. That's right, it sucks. No, you didn't hear me, you didn't, you didn't hear me, sir. That's, that, that's okay, Rodney, next time, next time. It is absolutely possible. So every time someone comes to me with a conspiracy theory, I don't buy it. It's not like I'm sold. I don't hear a conspiracy theory. And then I'm like, oh, hot damn. That's it. That's what's happening. That's what's going on. I don't buy in. I buy in to the, the, the concept that this is an incompetent organization, the Biden administration, and that people are often incompetent and they're very interested in being a star. This forewoman, this child, I believe, thought that this was exciting and so she did it. After all, what's the big deal? Wouldn't that make more sense? Do you think she actually knows what can happen if she puts herself out there and how it hurts her case? I don't think she knows that. I think she's a child. She doesn't know it. And someone said, here, talk to us. You'll be important. Oh, look, we'll put makeup on your face. Oh, here's a camera. Oh, here, look. Oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Oh, that. Okay. Now, now go on and blow up the entire thing just so we can get some good ratings. And go. I think that's it. Will this hurt the case? Absolutely. Is it purposeful that the left hurt the case because they're desperate to have Trump run? Uh, the hell if I know, guys. You want, you want to say that? You want to believe that? Fine. You believe that. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I will say this. Um, don't put the children in charge. Don't put the children in charge, because when you put the children in charge, you hear things not only from the forewoman there, you hear things like this. In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? 
So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. Three weeks. It's not a show of support. It became political because you made it this way. And now you're trying to dig out from under. There's no digging out from under here, Secretary Buttigieg. You didn't have to show up week one. You had to show up week two. Tony, there are there are uh, derailments of trains all the time. Yes, but not always with chemicals leaching into the Ohio River or giant black plumes of smoke like a small atom bomb went off. See, that's rarer. Not when people are saying we can't drink the water. By the way, that's another one. That's another one of the conspiracy theories. The governor of Ohio, uh, Mike DeWine, uh, the EPA director, Michael Regan, they're drinking the water in someone's house and telling you to drink the water. And I've had people reach out to me and say, it's all fake. These people are schmucks, and they can fake an entire uh, group of people drinking water out of a faucet? Hold on. Are they morons or not? Are they schmucks or not? But his whole place sucks. I'm not going to remind you again, Rodney. You're just getting it wrong. And that's why I can't buy into the conspiracy theory. These people aren't bright. Why would I believe they could concoct such a thing? Did they fake the moon landing or did they fake the water drinking? Whatever happened to the idea that they're incompetent? Now, we should be clear about something. It doesn't make it better. You don't feel better because they're incompetent. It's not like you're saying to yourself, all right, at least they're morons. I mean, no, it's it's really, really problematic. It's frightening that they're like this frightening that Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden and the entire team didn't know to get there earlier. And there's going to be a whole conversation of, of you know, uh, Ukraine or, or East Palestine, Ukraine or East Palestine. Well, I think there there's an interesting question that needs to be asked there, and we'll get into that. About, are you really sure it has to be about either or? But sometimes you don't have to look deeper than the fact that they're fools. Because when you look at the fact that they're fools, you see the problem that we all have quite clearly. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. I'll take your phone calls as well. I'm Tony Katz. Running through the strange life, chasing all them green lights, throwing up the shade for a little bit of sunshine, me with them good vibes. Speaking of people freaking out, just losing their minds it is people upset that the speaker Kevin McCarthy gave 41,000 hours of footage surveillance footage of January 6th to Tucker Carlson Tony Katz Tony Katz today what is going on 833 got Tony 833-468 8669-833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. I don't know what the issue is. 
I wish he would have given it to more people. It seems that the issue is that if you release all this footage, there may be things within that contradict what we were told is. Remember, the January 6th committee did not give us a full picture. They gave us their picture. They will tell you it was the full picture, but that's clearly not it. 41,000 hours of footage, and you selected 16 minutes to show us, 35 minutes to show us in these hearings that you put together with a television producer, what's known as a showrunner, right, who manages the show and how you, like, you build out the whole story arc. Well, what if there's content that you didn't show us that would have contradicted what we saw? Which is why none of the um, people who testified matter. Because there was nobody to contradict. There's nobody to say, well, what about this? There was no, I I shouldn't say contradict. There was nobody to question, nobody to challenge, because it's not necessarily contradiction, right? Speaker McCarthy is releasing this. The ladies of The View are apoplectic. Joy Behar can't believe this is legal, and Sonny Hostin, a lawyer, trying to explain how it's legal. How, how, am, how, isn't this against the law to do something like that? It, Why isn't it's it? It's not. The I law? spent the morning researching yeah. that because generally, you know, you have a Freedom of Information Act request that, that news outlets, um, let's say, ask the Capitol Police for it. So is it illegal just to give it to one person? Mm-hmm. The Capitol Police is actually not, um, it does, the FOIA request, the Freedom of Information Act doesn't apply to them. No. And so if someone in Congress, like a leader in Congress, asks the Capitol Police for this kind of information, 44,000 hours of footage they must comply now you may not like sunny hostin and i'm not 100 sure if she's accurate but man she did spell it out like she did a very clean job there spelling it out joy behar still incredulous and so that's really what is scary here and but why and, didn't he give it to the new york times and well, to other newspapers well i th- you see the new york times can be trusted don't you know the new york times as we all know can be trusted I just, I just got to leave it there. I thought I was going to tell a joke. There's no joke to tell. It's just that nutty. And then, of course, Sonny Hostin. You want to talk about conspiracy theories. Sonny Hostin gets into it deep. I think, well, I don't want to guess, but, you know, he had to make a lot of concessions to become That's, speaker. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And so maybe one of the concessions that he had to give Marjorie Taylor Greene or one of his supporters was mm-hmm. give Tucker Carlson this. We know how powerful Tucker Carlson has become within the Republican Party. It's really odd that a fake news anchor would would be that person. And when I say fake news anchor, I really mean it because a judge ruled in 2020 that Tucker Carlson is not a credible source of news. And in fact, U.S. District Court Judge Mary Kay uh, Viscals decided the whole tenor of his show should make it clear to viewers that he's not stating actual facts. I love it that the ladies of The View are claiming other people aren't real news. Come on! Isn't that just precious? You're, it's like watching the train wreck happen. I don't know, maybe that's a little insensitive in the wake of East Palestine. But you get my point. Tucker's not real news. If the tapes had gone to Jimmy Kimmel, would it have been okay? You think after the New York Times had failed about Russia, 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 and a whole host of other things, they're real news? 
They're just angry that we might see things they don't want us to see that bust the narrative. A riot happened. But maybe there's some things we should know. Congressman Jim Banks up next. Keep it here. So there are two stories regarding the military that are worthy of discussion. One you heard me talk about already. How did the Air Force end up leaking military records of Republican candidates for Congress? Incumbent Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska. You've got Representative Zach Nunn of Iowa. where They were both notified by the Air Force that their military records were released improperly as they were campaigning in 2022. We know that Jennifer Ruth Green, a black female conservative, because these things tend to matter to people, running in the first district of Indiana against the incumbent Democrat Frank Mervan, her military records were released to someone over Politico who published them, including mentions of a sexual assault by an Iraqi soldier that she never wanted made public. The claim is that somebody from a super PAC just asked for the stuff and the Air Force made a mistake and didn't get written authorization. Well, that's one heck of a mistake. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now of the Indiana 3rd District, formally heading up uh, the Republican Study Committee. He'll now be part of the committee that is taking a look into China and what China is doing to the United States. He's also a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, because he is looking into and questioning the army that has released results of recruiting uh, studies. And there may be, in his view, a cherry picking of data. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now. And before we get into both of these subjects, which really lead questions to where our military is at these days, um, our military is certainly involved in selling weaponry to Ukraine to help the battle against Russia. Joe Biden makes the surprise appearance there on the one-year anniversary of the invasion. Was this the right move from the commander-in-chief, from any commander-in-chief, to show NATO that we are committed and to remind NATO that they need to be committed to show Vladimir Putin that we are not going to sit by and let another nation be invaded? Or was this a political move, a craven move, uh, that provides no value and diminished us? If Joe Biden wanted to make a smart political move, he would have been in East Palestine, Ohio, like Donald Trump was yesterday. And on the heels of Donald Trump's visit, Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, decided he should finally get to Ohio to talk to the people who have been affected by the train derailment uh, in Ohio in the United States of America. Instead, Joe Biden pops up in Ukraine on the right on the eve of the one-year anniversary of the beginning of the war there of Russia's invasion. America has invested, as you know, well over, at this point, $100 billion in in weapons, military aid, and humani- humanitarian aid propping up the government of Ukraine. And uh, at this point in time, you, as you know, I voted against the last large $40 billion supplemental spending bill to give money to Ukraine, not because I don't want Ukraine to beat Russia. I want them to. And I'm pro-Ukraine, but because I recognize that we have big issues that deserve our attention in the United States of America, our border uh, being top of the list, the biggest humanitarian crisis in American history. And then you have a train derailment in Ohio. And yet the president of the United States of America has turned his focus once again to what's going on abroad and not what's going on at home. Shouldn't the conversation be about 
having your eyes in all the places. You're the president of the United States. Is it really about one or the other? Can it be about both? Unfortunately, with this president, it is about one or the other. I mean, I, I've, I've said this since the very beginning. America can't lead abroad when we're so weak at home. If, if it was a different era, if it was Ronald Reagan rebuilding America and making America strong again, or Donald Trump rebuilding the American economy and making America strong again, then we can help our allies around the world. But when we have such drastic issues here at home and a president who completely buries his head in the sand to our own domestic issues, what the heck is he doing on the other side of the world propping up uh, a, a support on a uh, never-ending support to, to, to uh, solve problems in other countries when he isn't doing anything to solve problems right here at home. It shouldn't be either or. It should be do everything we can to restore America so that America is strong so it can support our allies abroad. But with this, with this president, it's all backwards. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, you serve on the House Armed Services Committee. And you're taking a look at uh, results from a survey that the United States Army did, as Daily Caller says, selectively disclosed results. And these results from their survey show that the Army's social justice policies and their COVID-19 vaccine mandate, and I'm quoting, did not cause the service to fall 25% below its recruiting target for fiscal year 22. You and uh, Representative Mike Waltz of Florida writing a letter addressed to the Army Secretary uh, and uh, saying that, well, is this cherry-picked data? Is this real data? Can we see the full data? What was the purpose of the letter? What is it that you're asking for? And what is it, if, the, if this is indeed true, that you think is not being shared truthfully by the Army? Yeah, well, wokeness is a cancer, and it's, it's going to eat America inside out if we don't do something uprooted. We see it in our schools. We see it being pushed in our federal government. And sadly, uh, and really unbelievably, we see wokeness being pushed on our troops and the military. So I, I've raised this alarm, and we see wokeness rear its head in different ways, whether it's the top admiral in the United States Navy telling sailors to read books about anti-Americanism, uh, which is you know the opposite of patriotism and, uh, and, and, and supporting our American values, which is why most men and women uh, or, or all men and women go and join the military and raise their right hand to begin with. So the, the, the Army tries to act like wokeness isn't a thing and isn't having an effect, so they've raised the prospect of this study uh, to try to, to downplay it, saying it's only affected 3% of recruitment in the military. Um, we've asked them to reveal the study. They keep talking about the study, but they won't reveal where the study came from. And this is where, sir, I just need, I don't want to interrupt you too much. I apologize. This is where you get to the idea of cherry picking. You're not arguing that the study itself, in terms of its questions, was cherry picking. You're stating that the release from the Army is the cherry picking of data, correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, show show us the whole study, and then we can argue about the study. But it's not just, wokeness doesn't just affect recruitment and retention. It affects morale. And when we, I have troops every day reach out to my office and talk about um, the, the, how, how different serving in the military is today versus 10 years ago or 20 years ago when they first uh, uh, joined the military. The, 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 the crusade for political causes rather than the importance of training to confront and defeat our enemies. And, 
so it affects all of that, but it also affects the, the perception of our military abroad. If, if our military isn't, isn't projecting strength and instead is projecting wokeness, which is weakness, that's not a deterrent to China or Russia or Iran or North Korea or our enemies. And it's a big reason the world has been turned upside down. It's more dangerous today on Joe Biden's watch than it ever was on any single day that Donald Trump was in the White House. The, the danger that, that we discuss, is this a, an enemy that feels emboldened to advance or is this actually part of a longer history of problems within the military that lead it to be something that engages these social justice issues? You know, I, I have often discussed, I don't want my military being a, uh, a, a place of proving ground of any kind of, of social or cultural impact. Uh, I discuss the fact that I want my U.S. military to kill the enemy and break things, as, as often uh, gets described. This is a is is this in your view all because of Biden or is there a longer history that you can point to here and what are your suggestions for fixing it? Yeah, it was it was prevalent when I joined the Navy under President and Commander in Chief Barack Obama. Donald Trump tried to tried to turn the ship and get the military back focused on what it should be focused on. But I'll tell you on January twentieth of twenty twenty one, the day that Joe Biden entered the White House, one of his first directives was a stand down to the military to look into um, uh, domestic terrorism in the ranks and issues like that and, and, and force trainings on our troops that had uh, uh, a political nature to it. And, you know, our founding fathers, Tony, they understood that the military should be apolitical, not a political training ground, not a place to indoctrinate our troops, but the importance of the military being apolitical, not focused on politics or elections or political ideologies, how important that was. I'd say more than ever before, the two years that Joe Biden has been in the White House, he's done more to decimate that apolitical nature than any president that we've ever had before. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, reaching out to the U.S. Army, wanting the full uh, parts of the study, the study that states it was not social justice policies nor COVID-19 uh, that led to a serv- led to the service to fall 25% below its recruiting target for fiscal year 2022. Have they told you, sir, what the plan is to get back up to their target numbers? How are they going to make up the people that did not uh, enlist? What are they telling you is their plan? Are they sharing that with you? Yeah, they're, they're not. But they are going to come before the subcommittee that I chair, the Military Personnel Subcommittee, over the next few weeks, and we're going to demand those answers on camera, under oath, and ask them, what is their plan? I mean, remember, this is the same, these are the same military leaders and the president who, who flushed out thousands of troops for not taking a politi- highly politicized COVID-19 vaccine. So they, 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 uh, they, they dropped around 8,000, I think, troops um, out, of, out of the military, didn't take the vaccine, and then they have large recruitment issues. So I don't know how you can, I don't know how you, anybody could believe that that doesn't have something to do with retention and recruitment of our military when, when you see the highly political actions of this administration that many of our troops are reaching out to me regularly to complain about. I move it over to the Air Force, where we now see that they leaked information on 11 individuals 
11 different individuals, the Air Force confirming to Fox News that an internal audit determined that there was this unauthorized release between October of 2021 through October of 2022. You were a very large supporter, and I believe still are, of Jennifer Ruth Green uh, in the 1st District of Indiana, who was running as a Republican against the Democrat, the incumbent Frank Mervan. Her military records were leaked uh, and then printed in the pages of Politico as part of a story, including a conversation of a sexual assault that she did not want public. Now you know that your colleagues, Representative Don Bacon, Zach Nunn, Don Bacon's of Nebraska, Zach Nunn of Iowa, amongst those whose information was leaked, they want to know what's happened. I want to know, is anybody calling for uh, people to be held accountable? Is the U.S. Air Force going to start firing people? Yeah, this is really a bombshell story. I mean, we first became aware of it because the release of Jennifer Ruth Green's military records released sensitive information that was used to attack her in her campaign. What we didn't know at the time is that there were 10 other Republicans whose informa- private informa- military records and information were released at the same time as well. So the big question about this, Tony, is this a Watergate-like Scandal. But what we know is that the DCCC, which is a super PAC that's set up by the Democrats and a opposition research firm that is is owned by the Democrats that supports the Democrats, did they hack into the Air Force's records? Did they did they somehow illegally obtain these documents? We know that the mistakes were made by the Air Force, but did the Democrats break the law in a Watergate-like way to obtain these records to attack? Republican veterans. That's a scandal that should be getting a lot more attention by the mainstream media than what it is. They're, they're trying to sweep it under the rug because they know it's explosive and could lead, lead down a trail. I think of um, l- less about the Air Force and more about whether or not the Democrats um, illegally uh, hacked into records of veterans. That, that's a scandal that should be getting a lot more attention. As the Air Force has described this, it was America, American Bridge 21st Century, which is a liberal super PAC, and a researcher by the name of Abraham Payton. When I first heard the name, sir, I thought it was a fake name. I thought they made it up completely. I don't know why it hit me. It's just an, a name like that, but it did. Um, and they simply asked for the, the information, and the Air Force failed to get the uh, consent of the members of Congress or or candidates in question. And that's how the Air Force is saying it happened. Uh, You make you feel good that the United States military is that sloppy? No, that doesn't make me feel good at all. I mean, remember, I I served in the military, too. And, you know, no no veteran should ever have to worry that their private military records are going to be released, especially to be used against them. And, you know, this was a, we, again, we, we found out about it because of the way the Democrats uh, manipulated that, the, the details of Jennifer Ruth Green's uh, and, and uh, her records to, to attack her in a campaign. By, by the way, I made this case to the Air Force back before Election Day that we, Republicans were running uh, strong around the country trying to win back the majority. And uh, we ended up having a four-seat majority. You know, there could have been a scenario where the majority could have come down to Jennifer Ruth Green's race in the first district of Indiana. And the Air Force, because of their negligence uh, at best, uh, uh, whether it was the worst-case scenario of of manipulation by political operatives working with someone at the Air Force to release release these records or hacking into these records, it could have... 
that that one race could have swung the majority back and forth between Republicans or Democrats and had a big effect on the future of this country. So there has to be accountability for those who either broke the law or made the mistakes that led to this. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, We'll talk more, especially as uh, your committee there on China starts to take hold. Congressman, thank you. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. So speaking of the military, the United States now sending up to 200 more troops to Taiwan. Huh. That's not going to be a problem. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good uh, to be with you. U.S. preparing to send 100 to 200 troops to Taiwan for training. Uh, this is, there, there have been like 30 or 40 U.S. soldiers there uh, so far. Stationed there about a year ago. So this is growth. Michigan National Guard is also going to train a contingent of, Taiwan, of the Taiwanese Army on U.S. soil. They'll be participating in some larger exercises. The interesting thing here about Biden on this subject is that I agree with this stuff. Taiwan needs to be able to protect itself. It needs to have the right to determine its own future. And I have no problem with helping them in the training. Eventually, though, it's going to be on them. If you're asking me, do I want to get involved in a war with China? The answer is no. But one should ask, what happens if you don't? Exactly how does the region look with Taiwan totally under China's control? What does that hegemony mean for the rest of us? And it means huge things in terms of, never mind just navigating the seas, trade, a whole series of subjects. Thus, I don't mind the training. I just don't. You may disagree, but we'll talk about it. Meanwhile, more troops are going to Taiwan. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Today.